0: Link.
1: All right, man, we are uh... so man, If you tuned in last time, it was difficult to hear us because you can't record. Two... Well, it was difficult to hear you. Difficult to hear me. <laughs> I, man, well, I think that one worked. That mm. was this pretty sensitive mic. That should work. But I, I engineered, uh, and actually, thanks to Monty and Casey at Legend, their inspiration to figure out how to do this. I can do two mic, two mics in the in the in GarageBand now, which I think works. So
0: now we have become a tech podcast.
1: We've been.
0: And I'll stop talking. Dude, it's a, like, oh.
1: it's a full thing that's worth talking about with the idea that the last two years, three years, we've had to learn a bunch of crap that as pastors we should just be getting other people to do. Yeah. I should well, never And have to I, do I it. will
0: say that our quality online production is better than a lot of big churches with bigger <laughs> yes. budgets. Yes. Like we do uh, a good job. 100%. Right, sorry. I shouldn't say we. Y'all do a good job.
1: <laughs> Was it wasn't uh,
0: because I do nothing but show yeah, up. And I
1: talk. it's weird because other churches don't care about it, and we clearly do. I would say that I don't really care about it, but I like—I don't want to say that too much because yeah. there's a lot of people that can't come to church. So I'm yeah. glad that they can be there. I would have
0: said I didn't care about it, but yeah, seeing the result of people who do.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, what we have, and I think this is actually probably the most important church lesson ever is that what we do have is we do have people that care about it a lot, and so it's good. And so if you're, if you're going to do anything worthwhile at your church, what you're going to do is whatever people really care about, and then that'll be good. So other things that people don't care about will or won't be good because they don't care about it. So if your church doesn't care about discipleship, yeah. they're not going to be good at that. Or they don't care about service outreach, those kind of things. Damn it,
0: what does that mean we're bad at? A I mean it's it we must I must not care about a lot <laughs> I mean, Well
1: that's what we've been talking growing like. healthy people We don't care about a lot of things <laughs> is the ongoing concern. But um, but it's a good thought of I don't I don't so the one of the ongoing stresses for us on our Sunday mornings is the lighting. Oh yeah. I don't care about the lights. Just turn all the lights on in the room. You just sit there. Like we're just thankful to have electricity. We like we're so but like other people really do care, and so this past Sunday, if you watched after the first song, Casey faded the the main lights out and then popped on like a all blue lights on the stage, and it looked sharp.
0: Oh, not to look.
1: I just one of those like I'm glad that other. I, I said I'm glad like my wife is a benefits attorney who reads obscure law all day. Yeah, and she's really good at it. I'm glad that there are people like her in the world. Because that, that's I, why I, the internet's
0: so great because there's people who obsess over things I don't care about, but I get to enjoy like, it.
1: Like yeah. Or and I love thanks for
0: thanks for a forty three minute everything you miss in Doctor Strange too YouTube guy that was a gosh. lot of work.
1: I mean, to have to sit through a two hour movie or three hour, movie and then watch a forty five minute explain of the movie might mm. suggest me the movie's not being done great, right? <laughs> uh, or at least it's it's not for the caver- the average fan.
0: It's minutiae that this guy's pointing out, but it's fun minutiae Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kim me. loves that.
1: So yeah. whenever we come home from a movie, she reads us movie trivia the whole way home. Yeah, like she loves that. I
0: do too. Um, all right, so we've had three sermons since we started this. What well, everything I should have said oh, yeah, in my yeah. sermon thing. Yeah. I meant to, um, I
1: meant to message you while you were out of town and see if you wanted a podcast.
0: Yeah, remotely, Zoom it. Um, the only thing about Easter, which I thought went really well, yeah. was I don't think I said half of what I wanted to, to say. I can't um, right, and then. I just went this week, and people liked it because everyone kept telling me mm, they did. That's good. But I did not. Mm. I felt like I didn't say. Even because it's all my, my wife's the biggest. It's like she never, ever says, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> but this time she did. She was like, hey, I liked that one. I was like, oh, really? I just. It was also short. That's probably why people liked this it sort of, too. This, I think it was super
1: short. This sermon series is hard because it's based on the idea that should be a pretty base level idea. So it doesn't need a ton of right? It doesn't need teaching. It just needs enforcement, right? It doesn't yeah. need you to learn a new thing to get this right. It needs just – you have to do it. You have to start doing a thing. Yeah. And if you – there's no like half-ass on it. Either you do or don't love your neighbor.
0: Yeah. Right? I think what I wanted a sting at the end that I didn't get with this – this is awesome. like So if we just said, okay, this is what we're going to be. That's just a good moral way to live yeah. the life. What makes this Christian or not? Mm. And I thought it was. I really wanted to dig into it. It's because we have to look at how God looks at us. Mm. And that matters. But I don't think I communicated it well. Mm. Uh, but whatever. Uh, this is my third sermon that I've done that I have not rehearsed beforehand. Oh, uh. Like I knew all what I was going to say, but I didn't go through it. That's and this how, one, I think it would have benefited if I did.
1: That's how I felt about the one the week you were, the, the week you were on vacation with your family, the week you're in the mountains. Yeah, that sermon that week just it was the week after Easter, and so I had a hangover till Wednesday, <laughs> and not an alcohol hangover because at our church that's a possibility, but just a exhaustion hangover. Yeah, um, we've done so we did the flying pig event, we did the Easter egg hunt, we did the Easter Sunday service. And then last week it wasn't as big a deal, but we still had like hoops jumped through for Mother's Day. Like four out of the last four weeks we've had something yeah. extra to add into our services. I just it was Sunday where I was like Man, this is a lot extra. Like it's the mental process. It's the yeah. I'm gonna forget something with Mother's Day I might say the wrong thing.
0: And the exhaustion. Yes. Not to mention the two small groups that were leading, yeah. like like the relational exhaustion.
1: Yeah. And so, man, I think that... And then when all
0: your friends go to your church, (laughs) it's not like you can just let it go (laughs) in places. Right.
1: Uh, But sermon suffers cause of that, right? A lot. Yeah. And we're pretty lucky that people are graceful to us despite that. Like, there's a lot of times where I've gotten a ton of grace from people where, man, that was not good. My first first sermon in this sermon series, I knew what I was saying. I was going to be great. And it just never came together. Like, I've worked... I felt so bad after the last one that I started rewriting this week's sermon last week mm. to get myself. So now I'm on a two-week cycle for sermons. So on the, w- on the weeks you're preaching, I am reading and writing. And then on the weeks I'm preaching, I'm just rehearsing and revising. That's good. I think
0: I've gotten to where I'm not two weeks two sermons ahead, but like the Monday, like as of yesterday, I've already started processing. The next one. Uh, the only thing I need to do better is when I get an idea, is to go jot it down. Yeah, which I don't, mm. and then I'll be like, "What was that idea?" I had? And most of the time, I forgot.
1: My favorite, one of my favorite guitar players, keeps a four-track recorder at all times around him. Yeah. So that when he has a, a good idea for a guitar riff or a song riff or whatever, he can plug in and just record it. He says he's just got tapes, and, and apparently this is standard practice where he just keeps tapes and tapes and tapes. It makes um, sense. It'd be a cool. What'd well, be a cool idea is if we had a if we just had a bank of sermon ideas that at any point I had this idea for a sermon, I put it there and then you're Rob Bell done, but then babe. you could look at it too, say, Oh, that's a, that's a spur of an idea, but I would do oh. this with it. Um, somewhere in there, there's a good interaction that lets the spirit work through both of our processes. So that it's not just me through mine or yeah. what I'm mad about this week or whatever that I want to preach on. Cause it's also just tempting to do like, this is what I'm feeling. And this is what I'm feeling energetic about or feeling emotional. energy yeah. That I'll preach better about that.
0: There, yeah. Lately there's been a couple where I'm like, oh, I want to do that. I don't think if I did it this week, I would do it justice. I need to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my big thing right now is I'm tricking my small group into reading a book and they don't know it Nice. because I'm just talking to them about it and nice. asking questions every week, chapter by chapter.
1: Did you About find a study day. guide for the book?
0: No, there's not one because the book was written like 1979 or something. What's the book? Uh, Walking with God by Philip Keller.
1: You don't think there's a study guide for it? I don't itself? know. I don't, I don't want someone else's study guide. I bet guide. there is. I don't know if I want someone else's. I'll always look just to see if somebody else has had a good thought or a question. Like, you've, I've done it long enough that I know what the questions are generally going yeah. to be. But And with them. our
0: group, I just have one, just one question. Mm. And so the question this past week was, because everyone there is... Pretty new to it, or one person's like not even into it. Yeah, uh, yeah. is about a relationship with God. What is that? Can mm. you have one? Is there one? Do you have one? Man, and that that was enough to get us the whole thing. So it's
1: a shame that like folks who've gone here for so long, and everybody's in the middle of like busy life and stuff like that. Small groups, I think, are such a dying medium just because yeah. life is the culture one. Like the culture <laughs> one over just because people are so, st- and it's not even that you're so busy you can't do it. It's that you're so sort of worked, like you don't have the time to div- like just think about anything. Um, but man, everybody in our in our sort of church could use that that phrase, but I don't know that it means anything.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I was getting at. Well, Doesn't mean anything. I think it does. I think we for we played it out so much, yeah. like yeah. as an evangelicals, that yeah. it lost. But it does. I mean, because there is, we have a relationship with everything we have. Right. Right. Our stuff, there's a relationship there. What does it look like? Um, But I'm, so the end, the result, because I'm guessing no one's going to listen to this. (laughs) The end result is.
1: We we actually had a decent amount of like. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Maybe they will. But the end result is this idea of walking with God hand by hand. This thinking every morning. Okay, today I will walk with him and he's going to be right there beside me the entire time Mm. because I have that relationship. Cause that's how I, based on that book, that's how I've been gauging my day every day. At mm. the end of the day, I go, "Yeah, I didn't walk with God today." Mm. It doesn't mean I did like horrible things. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Or man, today I did. Man, I nailed it. <laughs> like that was, that's how I've been. And so I, my goal is to get this group to there. Yeah. Somehow.
1: I always use. I've always for three years now. I've used this podcast that's um, out of an Ignatian uh, Catholic priest called the Daily Exam, and it asks you certain questions and it goes, this, "But I." I don't love it. I don't... Because my premise is always, oh, his question, did you notice God at this time? Did you notice God at this time? And Mm -hmm. I was like, "No, no. 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 I can look back and see. Oh, yeah. And so I switched. I'm trying at the beginning of my day to do a journal... Like a pro with with writing prompts. Oh yeah. And some scripture memorization and those kind of things and then the, I've been writing, that's good. And then at the end of the day I'm gonna do the podcast. Like so the the day's closer to my mind. So I'm hoping that by yeah. by bookending the day each way and if that doesn't work, then I'll just add something at noon. Like I'm just um, gonna keep adding stuff.
0: I I got neighbor judge today. Oh. you know I have a judgy neighbor two doors down and she was I was outside reading this morning, like I usually am on my porch, smoking my pipe, reading, and reading a novel. And it's a novel that I've been talking to my direct neighbor about. So me and her were talking, and then the lady, the old lady, comes walking her dog. She's like, "Oh, what are you guys talking about?" And I was like, "Oh, just a book that I'm reading." She's like, "You know what I like to read every morning, Pastor? The Bible." That's oh. what she said. Not even, I'm not even exaggerating oh. any word. She goes, "You know what I like to read every day? The Bible." And I go, "I do that sometimes. <laughs> I do that sometimes too." Oh man. And then I was like and I read other things, lady, but I'm not right now. But she said it. You know what I read sometimes every day? The Bible. Mm-hmm. Pastor. Man,
1: I had um wow. I had a thought about that kind of person. I was on a long bike ride this morning, I was listening to the Bible project. I learned a thing that I'd never learned. When God curses Adam and Eve in Genesis three, mm-hmm. um, the guy from the Bible Project says God doesn't curse Adam and Eve. He curses the ground and he curses the labor. And I was like, well, that's nonsense. He Didn't curses. he curse Eve by having he that baby, the, 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 the pain exact, and childbirth? Exactly what I said. And he immediately says, I know that your Bible says that Eve it says your, your childbirth is going to be cursed. He's like, not what the Bible says. He said the Hebrew is clear that it's not childbirth. The Hebrew is clear that it's conception. it in your conception. Will this be this painful sort of thing? And they started like laughing uncomfortably, like it was making a sex joke. But what he said, what he said, what this is, is this is the parallel for the man's work to um, to just like the fields are going to be hard for you to, to, to make fruitful. So will your wife be difficult? But not, up in my bag not difficult in the same way. Your your fruitful like, producing fruit from your wife will be difficult because of the emotional difficulty the manipulation and the lying and the other things he said and then read every other family every other birth story in the rest of genesis and what is it it's a story of a lying and manipulation and and like all these kind of things and he goes through this whole thing and i think you're supposed to see this as parallel curse between for um for man and um but as i was reading it i was like oh my world is surrounded by people who Act like they have oh. like they know scripture, both Christian and not. Yeah. All of my atheist friends are busy telling me what Christians think without knowing what the Bible right. says. All of my Christian friends are busy telling me what's wrong with my life or whatever without reading what the without right. knowing without knowing scripture. You can read it, but if you haven't done the history yeah. and the language. So it's...
0: the word that they're translating what is this ESV as childbearing. Yeah. So I will surely multiply your pain and childbearing. Yep. Is actually conceiving. Conception. And conception, not in this is going to hurt because we're having sex, penetration, but, but the
1: work it takes to get
0: there, the work, the emotional
1: work there. it takes to get there, and mm-hmm. then because that, it, because then the parallel is in fame, your desire, your children. desire will be for your husband who will rule over you. Like what was supposed to happen is that man, man and woman were supposed to rule together, but because now you're estranged, this thing that was supposed to be beautiful and glorious of you, like multiplying and conquering and subduing creation, is now really difficult because you two can't get along. Mm. And so, and, he, and I think it's actually supposed to be read as, look at, there's just something so wrong with men and it's just going to make everything difficult because the rest of the story, although the Bible Project guy does go out of his way to talk about how awful like Jacob's wives are. Right. Right. Like Jacob, Lee and Rachel are terrible people too. Yeah. And they, they're manipulative and they're.
0: Selling themselves for some mandrakes.
1: Right. <laughs> but, but it was a good, like, oh, cool. You read your Bible today. You're probably still dead wrong about it. Right. Yeah. It's really difficult. It's, and then the say, if I said to you. Oh, Justin, I was casually reading through Plato today, and I just decided that this is what it means. <laughs> that's right. stupid. But we're allowed to do that with Scripture. Yeah. And so I your friend is allowed to, like, Bible judge you, or your neighbor's allowed to Bible judge you without doing the, like, it's what I, like, that's what my thing is, what's the value of a quiet time? Mm. If the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, if you stop and give the Holy Spirit re- a place to speak to you and, like, are yeah. good at that, that seems really valuable to me. But if you're just rushing through it to check it off the box...
0: Right, well, in our culture, it's easy to say, oh, I'm doing something. I'm actually reading this Bible, yeah. when the hard work might be sitting still not doing anything. But it's a way easier to read something than it is to and, not read something. Well, man,
1: start with just reading your Bible. Right. Like, start there. Like, like everybody should do that. It's just, it's, it's not the hard work.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that walk in the Bible, he'll say, when it comes to it, he's like, man, and that's what I actually told Archer, who wants to read the Bible, I was like, read, start wherever, start here, yeah. read until you get something that feels like a truth to you, like this is mm. good, and stop, then you pray immediately, God, make this truth reveal yeah. it to me, how does it work, and then see how that happens throughout the rest of your day. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I like that, it's really simple, it's really good, but you're right, it does, if that's all we do, then we get locked in yeah. things that probably aren't truths. Right. Uh, or things that we want, yep. and yeah, that's a good one. I never knew that one.
1: Yeah, I didn't either.
0: But here's the thing: you could go several people at our church. Hey, you know, it doesn't really mean childbirth. They'd be like, mm, yeah, sure, right. Right. but I'm not gonna listen to that. No. And like, you'd be like, no, no, don't take my word for it. Go look it up in the yeah, and they're just not gonna, they're not gonna believe it. They're yeah. not going to warp their 40 year old mind, yeah. to say, oh, there could be something new here and that well, I missed.
1: And this guy makes the great point. He says, man, I, for years I've been in pastoral ministry with women who've come to me and felt like childbearing is a curse. Or the pain of the uncomfortable childbearing is a curse. It's like, it's just not what it says. Right. He said, maybe it is. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe the Spirit's told you it is. It's just not what the Bible tells you that it is. And it's huh. like, it's, and man, like... Is that
0: word used somewhere else Yes. translated different? Yes. He what, said, is, what is it?
1: It's all about see conce- I thought they were going to say planting seeds. But, like, he went with... His thing was the childbearing or childbirth, we know what that word is, and this isn't that word. Mm. So this word is almost always used in these other areas. I, I only listened to it at one time, but the Bible Project guys do that to me a lot. Um, oh, yeah. Where you're like, holy crap, that dude's that. good. Yeah. He's good without being threatening to, like, because with him, when I learned that, I just felt this sense of, like, oh, look at this newness and this freedom of yeah. learning something new, as opposed to this, oh, I'm wrong, or oh, I've got to yeah. defend a state. I've got to defend a st- if you
0: say you disagree he'll be like oh well, i guess that's a different way to look at it too yeah you know this is what i think
1: i bet he wouldn't on that i bet if you push back you would be like no this is <laughs> the word is the word you know i mean yeah 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 the, the data is the data right it's because the bible has been given this mystical quality right people feel like hey it's okay to make up whatever they want about it or yeah. be um but i mean i was thinking
0: pastor pastor is brought to you by the bible
1: project <laughs> they could <can> pay us. <laughs> um uh i always think about it with the way my kids read um the Percy Jackson books, which are terrible. Oh, I like
0: them. No, I didn't like the Roman ones. So my
1: kids tell me the Roman ones are way better than the Greek uh, ones. I, they
0: lost me in book three, the, the Athena one. I was like, all right,
1: done. The Greek ones are so, like this, this. Ah, oh, they're fun. I thought it was a really fun idea. I think it's a great idea. Harry Potter is a Harry Potter. But spe- like uh, J.K. Rowling spends more time as it. She heard she gives better voice to teenager. Uh, the more believable. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is just kids the, in a camp. The idea kind of is fun. The idea is great. Now they're gods. The execution of how they talk to each other and how teenagers talk to adult, like
0: you don't like the gods? No, they're terrible. I mean, they're supposed to be terrible, though, right? They who go follows down and these have, gods? They go down and have sex
1: with women, and they have all
0: these like bastard children. Who
1: follows these gods? They're Tyler. <laughs> no one, right? Isn't that the thing anymore? No but, one's following. Yeah. But so as I'm reading, I'm like, man, it, you could put together actually, I think probably a really thoughtful Jewish and Christian version of this.
0: Oh, let's do it. Make a, a million the, dollars right now.
1: But like especially if you track some more obscure stuff out of the Old Testament with the divine council and some of in the Nephilim um and and with the the story of Gen- uh, Noah's ark.
0: Trying to think what you would call it. You need a cool character.
1: Oh, probably like something of the giants. The curse the curse of the giants. What is where it's right because they, the idea you're supposed to get is that the nephilim had the uh, supernatural beings have children with the women of the earth. They create a race of supernatural beings that are yeah. giants. It's, Gat, it's Goliath, and and one Gav. of them, living in 2022. Yeah, man, a good a good Orthodox belief system
0: says they're still here. You need a good name for your character. Like Harry Potter is good. Percy Jackson's good.
1: Yeah, it's got to be Jewish. Yeah, it's got to be Jewish. Yeah, you got got be Jewish.
0: You canceled. Yeah, and it uh, can't be like uh, Jesus Christopher or something. <laughs>
1: You know what? I, no
0: one wants that character, you know, Jesus Christ.
1: Where I realized that anti Semitism is still alive and strong as in stand up comedy. Oh, yeah? I, I've listened to the stand up channel on um, satellite radio, and um, man, there's a lot of like some joke, but then, yeah, the Jews control all the stand up comedians in the world. And I didn't realize how many, many stand up comedians are Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at least the ones that satellite radio is playing, but maybe. Yeah,
0: I, I think that's what I realized with Michelle Wolf one time. She's Jewish. Mm. I didn't realize that. She was making. Oh, it was during the Chappelle. She mm. was making lots of like uh, jokes, and I was like, "Oh, you're Jewish," which I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, because she doesn't look Jewish yeah. or have Wolf. I didn't know it was a Jewish last name. Yeah, but anyway, that
1: might be a repatriated. Like that might be a name that they picked up as a like identity hider, like during times uh, kind of anti-Semitism. It's I just mean, weird. Wolf
0: would be a good one. I'd pick it. If I was picking names. <laughs> Wolf wouldn't be a bad one.
1: It's weird because I'd like stand-up comedy is the last place where stereotypes and those kind of jokes are still okay. Like even like cause Kevin Hart's channel on Saturday radio is outstanding. And that's my, one of my racist thoughts is that I think that black folks generally are better storytellers than white folks. If I have to listen to the story, that, uh, the poetry slam is this Friday night, this weekend at Artsville, mm. Dude, it is, is the best time every time I do it. I love it. But, um, but that, so those dudes make a lot of jokes and it's got this like, look, I know I'm not allowed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. That seems to be yeah. a new trope.
0: Do you realize we've been preaching for almost like 15 years? Yeah. And From I feel time. like, isn't that crazy that I don't have, I mean, yeah, I guess if I go through my whole career, yeah. it's, I started in 2001 for so 2000, 21 years. I
1: started in 2002.
0: But like, oh, but with legend, let's just say we got a restart because you could use stuff, which I didn't. <laughs> but like, uh, I'm always amazed that I have more stories. Oh yeah. But I think I'm someone who looks for stories in my life and I'm gonna yeah, use it. Yeah. Like I can get fodder off this lady judging me. Yeah
1: yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I think that's right. I think there's something too it was real trendy among like trendy churches for a while to like the narrative form life or story form life and those yeah. kind of things. Um but I think if you st- like it's just I think it's just about being aware like Yeah, I mean I think that's a happening. little bit
0: of the comedy part too. Like yeah. you have to just always be looking for what's funny. What did just happen that was funny and how can I turn it into like a
1: Well, if you're seeing a comedian, the world's always interesting, yeah. right? Every single thing. But I would week.
0: think the same for preachers, too. Yeah. You're always looking for yeah. a story you can tell and a way to spin it in a different yeah.
1: way. Or even, I don't even know that I'm looking in that the story comes back later. It's yeah. like this thing that I didn't notice at the moment is But I think it's later. rare.
0: How many people do you know, which I, I think the majority of people I know, don't have the stories in their life? It's not mm-hmm. that they're there. there. Yeah. They're not looking I mean, for them. I actually, this dude I was with this past week, I he we were talking about that a little bit, and he asked me why do I think most people don't engage with each other a lot or with other things, and my answer was different than his, but I liked his better. My answer was. I don't think we have deep enough conversations with each other, Mm. or engage enough. But his was, I don't think we're curious enough. Mm. He's like, I when I look for people to join our company, I look for people that are curious. Yeah, yeah. Because they ask questions and they do. I was like, ooh, that's good. That's that's corporate language there, right there. It's the Ted Lasso speech, uh, right? Is it?
1: There's a speech where he's playing darts for. Oh yeah yeah. Get his hands up with being like the people he didn't like weren't curious.
0: Yeah, I didn't. That's good. I didn't put that there, but I like that idea that. I want, most people aren't curious, but like, I just feel like there's so many people who just are in the grind yep. and they live. They, I just want to get through the day so I can go home and watch Ted Lasso later. Well, that's Brugman.
1: That's Brugman's entire motif, right? You're oh, all, yeah. you're all being numbed. We're all being numbed. We're all being, uh, um, narcotized by the world. And so my thing is, I think they actually forget to interpret back to that. Like, did you notice what God is doing this week or today or this hour no, because you're numbed, right? You're on the task. Yeah. Um, my youngest is—you could feel them fighting against that all the time. They tell stories all the time, and they're mm. terrible. <laughs> like he's just the worst storyteller in the world. But man, everything is an interesting. Everything's something interesting and new all the time yeah. with them. And it's sort of like bewildering to listen to them, yeah. Because they also assume that you had the same experience they did. So like, they'll just—right now, they're really in the king of the hill. Which is great. I it's my theory that that's the like it's animated Ted Lasso, everybody in that everybody in the show is pure, right? Um, except for Hot, Hot, uh, Hank Hill's dad. I forgot what a race Hank Hill's dad is.
0: I don't um, remember that. I watched the show enough to know about it, but never Cotton. watched it all.
1: I killed Titty Man. Um, although he's real funny because they've got a an Asian neighbor from Laos, and the dudes in we just keep calling him Chinese, but the. Um, <laughs> But Cotton's real big on like, no man, he's Laotian. Like, because he had such a like violent experience in war. Yeah. He understands what the difference is between different folks in the Pacific. But um my but my kid will just randomly shout out a quote from either The Simpsons or King of the Hill or mm-hmm. Ted Lasso, and I was like, What the hell are you talking about? And I was like, Man, I was so wrapped up in my whatever I'm doing right now, or even just in my zoning out. That I wasn't able to do an instant re- or a recall on something that I know. Right. I know these shows. I've seen these shows before. All of them before. Lots of times. I should have had that. That especially a Simpsons quote. A Simpsons quote should resonate with me. Mm. Um, but I miss it because my kid, they want to watch South Park. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think South Park's is brilliant.
0: But like, uh, even you.
1: Even the story you bought last week was like, lot. oh, it's not always brilliant, right? Sometimes it's just crude. <laughs> <laughs> and, like. Yeah. Um.
0: I, yeah, I think about it a lot lately and I would, cause I, cause I think my kids get tired of it. It's like, all right, mm. what's the stories from today? All oh, right, we get it, dad. You're told stories. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I think I, the last thing I want my children to ever be is stuck in the world yeah. and just the drone. Yeah because um, I try real hard to live my life not like yeah. that. I'm gonna make a story happen, whether you want right, to or I, not. Like, right?
1: been mine mine doesn't ex- manifest like yours does. I
0: think yours does because you know, even like the way you post on social media. Like, you could have said, "Hey, my lawnmower broke," but you said, "My lawnmower broke," and now you know yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. whatever yeah. you said about your half room. I was like, "Oh, that's a story. You made yeah. one. It's good." But what
1: I was thinking about when I was saying that was like. If you call me and say, Jason, do you want to go hike Mount Kilimanjaro with me? Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I hate hiking. <laughs> Hiking's so boring. But you know what I'm going to have for the rest of my life? I'm going to go say I hike That's Mount Stewart. Kilimanjaro. It's it like 20,000 people in world history have done this. Right. That's a lot. Is that it? Yeah. 20,000? Uh, I think 20,000. I would have thought
0: more than that. I, and I,
1: maybe I'm calculated wrong. It's a finite number and I'm part of that group. Um, yeah. The boxing match was one of those things. I mean... Not one person right. in friend group can say they got punched in the face like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, I like that story. I, it's a good e- one. Even with, with that one being as embarrassing as it is, there's still something powerful about being able to tell an embarrassing story or like to yeah. own that embarrassing story. Um, I was joking with somebody the other day. They asked me why I'm learning the accordion. I was like, because I'm the best accordion player in the room right now.
0: <laughs> right? And I'll be yeah. able to say
1: that in almost every environment that I go to. Um, and then people are like, what the hell are you doing with the accordion? I don't know. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing productive. It's just for the sake of learning. Um, although I am noticing as I get older, it's getting harder to learn things. I tried, I tried to pick up skateboarding. I bought a nice skateboard. I can't. I just can't do it. Which is weird. I'm not unathletic. Right. I snowboard, but I picked that up at 25 or 30.
0: Snowboard is a little easier on the body.
1: Yeah. I feel like there's no... The, the learning curve on skateboarding is like zero to concussion. Yeah. And it's real quick.
0: Well, and I'm not wearing a helmet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I do at the parks now, but
1: I'm not wearing a helmet. Well, yeah, if I, yeah, but I'm never getting there either. <laughs> I'm never getting to
0: the damn skate parks. <laughs> I
1: was riding my bike today. I was doing a long bike ride, and I was like, "No, I'm not wearing a helmet. I'm just not. I don't. The world's not that scary, man."
0: Um, what are you preaching on this week?
1: Rehab, the pro, rehab rah, or rahav. You think it's, the B is always a V, right?
0: I think technically you're right, but I've always an, said Rahab. Yeah, I
1: think we say Rahab. I'm Rahab the prostitute and why why the prosti- the indebted prostitute who wants to help tear her society down is a better neighbor than the king of Jerusalem. What's
0: the thing you really want to say that you probably won't?
1: Oh, I don't know. Man, I, so the first pass through this sermon I'm real real mouthy. Um but the one like so one of the so the, here's the thing I've been thinking with this. We don't do it at our church, which is why I might not use this example. Is that I, for years, I remember people asking me if I do X, what does that do to your witness? If you're Mm. if you're this kind of person, what kind of witness does it bear to you being a follower of Jesus? You can't be going to the bars. It's right. It's Your witness, as an abstract thought, it's a right approach. It's a right thought, right? Paul says to live above reproach. What's that mean? But only if you're an elder. Right. (laughs) Except that now Paul and Paul's not above reproach. Jesus wasn't above reproach. Like, I I don't think we make a big enough deal, or when we do, it always feels like we're just trying to justify our own sin So people mark it off. Jesus was called a drunk because he hung out with drunks. He was
0: not above reproach. He
1: hung out with prostitutes. Like Jesus went out of his way to damage his witness. He went out of his way to damage his credibility. What would it? And I think that's all around Paul's. Um, your power is made manifest in my weakness, right? Right. If I'm nobody and God's still doing things, that ain't me. Yeah. And I think that that's the important part of this is are we welcoming to those kind of folks? Are we embracing that kind of weakness and that mentality? But we don't talk about witness a lot at Legend. We don't talk about what... I I do a little bit. If you're going to ask somebody to believe in a dead Jewish carpenter, you've got to be a person that they can trust. But it doesn't mean you have to be socially respectable, right? Right. And
0: You could be a whore.
1: You could be a whore. I'd make a lot more money.
0: <laughs>
1: I was trying Have more, to,
0: have more sex.
1: I, <laughs> and that's why I could never be a whore, because I would just do it for free. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't have the money yeah, this time. Cool. You know It's still cool. It's still cool. Um, it's still you'd cool. be surprised at the absolute, complete and total lack of market. Would <laughs> so, you take 20? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I was trying to come up with something like a funny video clip that I could use, and the only one that came to mind is the amount of the... I saw a supercut cut of every time Danny DeVito says whore in um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia Oh, <laughs> whore um, which is get I like so no, I but I think that idea or maybe it's time to introduce that idea to our church of man because I did write a paragraph that I really liked like do you know what it became of Rahab Rahab becomes the mother of this person the mother of this person the mother of, yeah. of David who becomes this she person done it becomes, for
0: Mother's Day sermon mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah why why all you whores could still be redeemed? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the uh the other one that was a good thought with that oh in Jewish Midrash, Rahab is also the grandmother great great grandmother of Jeremiah and Zechariah, like the like she gets claimed Ooh. within various traditions of Jewish thought. Which um so that, that I'm trying to come up with a a punchy way to say that. But I don't think so I went out of my way. I started with prostitute because the Bible says that. And I changed it to sex workers uh-huh. because that's sort of the, like I think it's the, the healthier way to, to term that now because prostitute's such a condemnatory term where like yeah. in Rahab's position, she's, she's a sex worker because that's the only way she could survive. That's not on her. Right. Yeah. Like if that's, if the, your society is structured in such a way that she dies or she's a prostitute, then being a prostitute's the right choice. Right. The condemnation is for the society, not for the woman doing that. Um,
0: are you going to tell the whole story?
1: No, I'm going to read. I'm, I'm going to read only the first six verses of the story. You're going to act it out. I should. I am Rahab,
0: the prostitute.
1: <laughs> I should. I, you could. Well, actually, you could. The if I was going to do a first person, I would do it from the point of view of the Israelite spies. <laughs>
0: if you ever did a first person sermon, I would. Uh, I would laugh. I would laugh so It would be a good bit. But, yeah, it would yeah, be a yeah. good bit. It would be better from you. It would be funnier from you if you like, especially if you are a woman with your big beard. And you're like, hey guys, I'm going to do something a little different today. Because if I say that, people are like, yeah, whatever. But yeah. if you say that, they're like, what? No. And then you put on a cloak and you're like, oh, I am Rahab. I met these spies.
1: Man, can you imagine? People do it, man. I know, but I can't, it's it. hard to imagine the value of it.
0: People who probably should have been thespians and went into ministry. Yeah. They want to, like, you know, I guess I do it with comedy. I'll I think
1: be- it's hard. Uh, anybody that wants to do something like a creative bit on Sunday mornings or dance or whatever. I mean, the computer just fell asleep. Want to make sure it kept recording. Yeah, it did. Um, I appreciate that, yes, those are valid art forms in which the Lord can be worshipped. Dude,
0: it's. I've seen it, man. I've been to churches way did bigger you, than ours. Did there. you see
1: the Easter service online where they crucified the uh, Avengers?
0: No. They what?
1: crucified all the Avengers. They had people in their church dressed as each of the Avengers. Why were they crucifying them? I don't know. Was it a, was, I, get rid of justice. But get but rid I think of Jesus kept iron Industry I think Jesus like came and redeemed them was the gist of it. I just got so annoyed at the thing that I turned it off. It was long. But somebody in that church sat and said, You know what I need? Now
0: you're Captain Christ. I need you dressed like as Iron Man. The incredible <laughs>
1: <laughs> But if at our church if we did it it'd be cool because like Casey would rig up like led things where we look like iron man or like you would have a you could do the special effects things well but yeah that's a great example of this never works yes it never worked. except it does for some people right yeah somebody did the somebody did a first person service at the last church i worked at on christmas eve what? from the point of view of the shepherds
0: were they a shepherd
1: they were a shepherd. And I saw the light and none of us knew what was going on. And the thing is, I think you could do a teaching from the shepherd's point of view without having to drop in a first person voice.
0: It's just uh, trying to be creative, man.
1: I get it. I was telling somebody. And the lambs, they would not shut up. (laughs) And I had to beat them with my rod and stuff. (laughs) I remember because somebody, there was a family at that church whose last name was Shepherd. And he made a the pastor made a comment that was disparaging shepherds. And the dad shepherd just goes, hey! And I was like, <laughs> everybody laughed. I'm like, time. man, that was well placed. Good. Nice that's job. Good. That's a good joke. Um,
0: and scene. Now, I don't know if you knew, guys, but right. uh, although there was a trend for a while, I don't think it happens as much anymore. And I heard the sermon like five times in the span of two years where people were taking on a character but not telling you to the end Mm. and so like and i heard the same story with the prodigal son Mm. where someone's telling their story they were hooked on meth blah blah (laughs) their parents took him back and you're like holy crap this is amazing this guy and then they're like
1: what's amazing
0: "Uh, and now what's amazing is that wasn't even my story that's the story jesus told called the prodigal son and you're like wait a minute i've sat here for 45 minutes getting lied to Like that's all I could think about. I couldn't think of the redeeming power of the story. (laughs) I just thought,
1: "You slide, man.
0: Are you even a drug? Were (laughs) you even on meth?
1: (laughs) Midrash. Were you even on meth? If you say the few it's redeemed, right? Do you remember the pastor at the last church who would be like, who would just read the the inspirational email forward as if it was his personal story? (laughs)
0: I knew a little boy named Timmy and Timmy was in the hospital and they was doing a blood transfusion and Timothy thought he was going to die for everyone but then they told him he wasn't and, uh, you know, we need to be like Timmy. Like, oh yeah. Or his...
1: You didn't know no boy named Timmy? His son was the one caught in the drawbridge (laughs) and he stood and watched helplessly as his child died and then then we'd all be like, I got that same email on my phone, man! (laughs) Oh, you got that story too? That was you? <laughs> he thought he could get away with that kind of stuff, which, man... I bet in his, in an older generation, Yes, could I think have. probably in certain places. Because I was cool. taught
0: in seminary, or in Bible college, in preaching classes, anytime you get one of them good forwards, you print it out immediately, you put it in a folder. Man. Anytime you get a good story, you print it out. And I used to tell those kind of stories all the time, and then I found that it was way more powerful just to tell my own stories.
1: Yeah. It might be true...
0: I can't think of the last time I just told someone else's story. story. I used, that used to be how I... Now, I do it with jokes. I'll start with a yeah. joke on purpose to lead me into yeah. something, but...
1: It might be true that you and I generally live more anecdotal lives than other people do, just maybe because of our training at seminary and those kind of things. Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: I guess that class taught... He always called it a homiletical mindset. You have to have a homiletical mindset. The everything yeah. and that everything's a story. I have a book
1: on the homiletical method something. It was the worst book. That'll preach. Jamie, Tell you right now, that'll preach. Jamie Smith, uh, husband of Mandy Smith, who was on our podcast multiple times, made me read that damn book and write a three page paper on every chapter and it was it was thirty five chapters oh, long. Jeez,
0: did you wait and do it at the
1: end? I turned it in, it was due at midnight, I turned in at 11.59 because I was so pissed that this was busy work, and he turned it back around to me, graded at 12.10 with an A on it. <laughs> uh, you did the work. I was some. I thought I was getting him and making him have to spend extra time grading it, and he ended arounded me It did it.
0: Yep, good job, I'm here.
1: Is he working in Australia? I know Mandy's I preaching. Don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard... talked to her Why I should talk He's to He's off him. social media, I haven't seen him do anything on social media recently.
0: They don't have that in Australia.
1: Mandy's still on. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Mandy's still on. Well,
0: that's probably it, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. We'll tune in
0: next week and see how your sermon went.
1: Yeah, not well.
0: How many prostitutes we saved.
1: (laughs) Dude, what if we had a bunch of prostitutes just show up? Oh, I've always wanted
0: a Tony Campolo prostitute ministry. like
1: What if we went around and invited prostitutes to come on Where would you go in
0: the city to find a prostitute? I don't know where I'd go. Downtown?
1: To the hotels? Yeah, depends on what level of prostitute, right?
0: Like I mean, there's there's one. a there's
1: like, it's pretty woman level, and then there's <laughs> yeah, and there's not that remember level. that dude that used to go to our church that accidentally picked up a prostitute like inadvertently spoke prostitute code. No, I don't. Remember. Oh, SpongeBob. No. Who? No. So there's a guy who used to go to our church that um, he showed up. He was a small group at my house. Oh.
0: And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I know. So much. he
1: was he was sitting at the stoplight and a girl said. Like a woman said to him, "Hey, I need a ride or something."
0: And he said the right phrase. He inadvertently
1: back. said the right phrase, and they was Because a goon. And she grabbed his crotch in his car, and he's like, "What the hell are you doing?" And she said, uh, "Did you did you not just agree yeah. to?"
0: Because the- I guess you don't want crack whore prostitute. That's that's not good. No,
1: that's exactly what you want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what Jesus redeemed. That that would, not saying that, that would judgment. make the sermon
1: point. <laughs> it would make the because people be uncomfortable.
0: Guys, uh, right now on stage, I'm going to bring up three kinds of prostitutes. (laughs) Now, here's our classy one. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, I'm on a business trip in the hotel, and it's not that bad. But one
1: of them's a banker, so you get to make a joke about being like a corporate whore. And then, oh, nice. (laughs) And then uh, this one,
0: this is Amy over here, who...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I'll teach you it. It just got real. Apparently a local church one of our elders told me last night a local church had a live they brought a live stallion on stage this week.
0: Oh and broke it. And broke it. No, it was a couple they did it I think. I think they did it before, but I guess broke it and I guess then the broke. pastor
1: then rides it off the stage to the end sermon.
0: And to break a horse is not a pretty sight. <laughs> I mean it was all about how God breaks us.
1: Yeah, which probably has some ideas to it. Like I I could probably there's probably we parts of I it can connect like, to.
0: <laughs> of well, using an animal, on stage. I just
1: feel like that. Uh, I didn't know you could do that in an hour. I felt like um, I the thought the process true of story the is-
0: Comanches could do it really quick. They would they would tie a noose around the horse's neck and suffocate to the point where it, it kind of collapsed, huh. and they'd loosen the noose and start breathing the horse's nose and rubbing it until it came back to. And huh. at that moment, the, it would be the Comanche's horse. Huh. And they, were, but they were like magical and how yeah, fast you they say could did do they, it. But did they the, think it
1: was something mystical? Well, people
0: wrote about it. The guy who wrote about it called it one of the wonders of the seven war of the world. Huh, like, yeah, this is I've never seen anything like this because yeah, they, it takes and Yellowstone it takes them like months yeah. to break a horse. That's what I assumed. It was yeah. a long every day you have to, to go out and horse. do it and then do it again, do it
1: again, do it again. I've got a collar that's designed to. Trick I bet my that head. horse is already broke. <laughs> it's an or actor. Ninety percent of the way there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, one, more, one more, one more round. I'll knock this one in. That's the kind of thing, though. You kind of secretly want to go wrong if you're watching it.
0: Dude, I want that horse to like parade through the. Yeah. Although that that church has a history of things going wrong and yeah. great. So yeah,
1: um, it's like the we can talk about this next week. The Chris Rock Will Smith thing. You know why that works? Oh. That entire thing works because if anybody, if you say something really rude to somebody. There's a good chance they just haul off and pop you, right? That's the world. We should
0: do a segment of us on pop culture things. We got Johnny Depp. We got uh, we got Roe v. Wade. We got is no that pop culture? No way, no. Oh, I we got uh, yeah, Will
1: Smith. Um, pop culture segment. The pop culture one would be fun because I've got thoughts about the Will Smith one. I've got some thoughts about the Johnny Depp one. I could probably find other ones. I want I want controversies. I want to do comments about controversies.
0: Um, the Johnny Depp one's pretty nontroverse. It's like. Oh, this is just a jacked up marriage, man. Yeah. Have
1: you seen the... <laughs> We're just watching everyone's jacked up have marriage. Have the clip stage? that makes it look like she's doing cocaine while she's on the stand? <laughs> no. Like, she takes, a, she takes a Kleenex and acts like she's rubbing her nose, but she goes like this. And, like, somebody's very much... I don't know. I didn't watch it, so I don't know no, if it's I edited it. or not. But I don't want to know. I want that she, to be true. Yeah, uh,
0: they're both... Although Johnny Depp's really funny. he made me He's yeah. made me chuckle several times <laughs> just because of his answers to them. But yeah, we should wrap it up. Play this off band.